0: want to talk about how this pandemic is affecting your pocketbooks and a study that has just been released now says uh, a typical family's food bill could jump by almost 700 next year that's the biggest leap in more than a decade joining us to talk about this is dr sylvain charlebois who is a professor in food distribution and policy and a senior director of the agri-food analytics lab at uh, dalhousie university uh, doctor thank you so much for the time uh, great to have you with us on the program today uh, rather daunting news we're worried about our health and we're worried about being penned up in our houses etc uh groceries and food and, and a number of different things are, are one of the priorities right now uh why why they the huge increase in, in the cost of it in the upcoming year
1: well there's lots of reasons uh, obviously covid is one of them but it's not the reason uh there are uh, multiple factors um what's unusual about this year is that uh, uh when we publish uh candace food price report we typically. A point at one or a couple of food categories um, uh, this year we are looking at three uh for uh three categories w- which will drive food prices higher and that would be meat uh bakery and and vegetables and so all three of them are going to be uh, major factors uh into the
0: new year is is it a, a production problem is it a transportation problem getting goods to market with? or is it even just one problem
1: well let's start with meat. Uh, I okay. think everyone knows that uh, the livestock industry was challenged as a result of COVID. Yeah. What's, what was unusual with 2020 at, at the meat counter is that typically you would need, you would see one type of meat uh, becoming more expensive like beef for example.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: year it was all three. Uh, the meat trifecta was completely affected by COVID and so chicken, pork and beef are more expensive. And we are expecting that trend to continue into the new year, and that's due really to due to the disruptions we've seen as a result of of the uh, of the pandemic. Bakery, well, wheat futures are up, which typically is an indicator. Uh, it doesn't necessarily influence uh, uh, the the cost of of production all that much, but there is a strong correlation between wheat futures and bread prices. Um, the last time, we saw bread prices go up significantly was back in two thousand and eight we we're, we're kind of seeing the same scenario and and, and in in two thousand and nine bread prices did go up significantly now of course we didn't know, didn't know at the time that there was a bread cartel going on uh but still I think bread prices would have gone up anyways um we so we are expecting some some changes there and and vegetables it's really because of of climate change and and the impact of uh, of, uh, of wildfires in California specifically,
0: well, and we've noticed that. I mean, uh, I know it's a it's a related issue, but uh, talking to a friend of mine that works at the uh, the liquor store here in in my area, uh, and I said, "What's going on with the California wines?" And he says, "Well, we can't get them. Uh, you know, first of all, a lot of the wineries were destroyed in the fire." And he says, yeah. it, it it's so what
1: one- it may actually have a smoky." Uh, taste as well. That's what I've heard, anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and yeah. and now they're they're starting to say, well, we we're not going to be able to use totally California grapes. So I mean, these things that we just think of, wow, well, that's something that's happening over there, uh, does have an impact when we go to the grocery store, doesn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's why a lot of provinces, including Ontario, by the way are talking about food autonomy and how to grow food all year round uh... so i i think everyone uh... including ontarians want to buy local but it's got to be affordable all year round to create habits and i think that provinces have actually acknowledged that uh, the last few months, and, and that's why Quebec, Ontario, uh, even here in the Atlantic with New Brunswick and Nova Scotia in particular, uh, they're all looking at how to produce more all year round so we can actually make local foods more affordable all year round.
0: Well, therein lies the problem. I mean, our climate is our climate, and I know there are hot houses and there are some th- attempts to try to do these sorts of things. Uh, yeah. Our family has been doing that for years, obviously, and I think a lot of folks, you're absolutely right, Doctor, are, are inclined to buy local whenever they can. You know, you look for yep. Canada, you look for Ontario, in our particular situation here. Uh, but in December and January, that's that's difficult for some of the products. If you just go to the store and say, I want tomatoes, invariably the first ones you're going to see there are probably from Mexico. Uh, you know, you have to hunt around for these sorts of things. But it's interesting that you're raising this this about the the price increases. uh, That we would probably, as you just alluded, probably would have seen these increases even if there wasn't a pandemic. But would they have been as as stark as 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 what you're describing?
1: Um, I I would say probably. (laughs) It just I I would I would say that really every year has a different story. What's what's unique about this uh, this year's report is uh, is as a group we are 24 co-authors uh, on this report. Uh, we typically see climate change as the wild card. Well, this year we had two wild cards: climate change and COVID. And COVID is now part of our dashboard uh, of factors. If you look into the report, you'll see that there are several all the factors that we've actually considered are are on on our dashboard and and COVID is actually part of that
0: and and going to be for quite some time as we've been talking to some of the epidemiologists earlier in the program here uh even with vaccinations and it's going to be a few months before we even start to see those to any extent uh we're still going to be dealing with this thing but they still I heard Dr Fauci on the news the other day down in the state suggesting it could well be into 2022 before we can actually say okay I think we've got this thing under control that's rather daunting isn't it
1: Yeah, no. So I I think we're not going to talk much about pandemics, but more about public health and risks and things like that. And uh, I mean, the the big factor for 2021, of course, is is the vaccine. And we've been talking a lot about the vaccine. And uh, because the more people uh, who become immune, the more People will actually feel safe going out and and going to restaurants and and going to the grocery store, and that will actually change food demand. It will change uh, how we make decisions around food, and eventually it will impact prices as well.
0: Just got an email here from one of our listeners uh, bkelly at B Kelly at nine hundred chmlcom about our conversation, Doctor. Uh, and you mentioned about the meat prices going up, and he's asking, "Well, what about uh, the the Beyond Burgers and things of that nature?" Uh, I would think that they're going to be impacted because they're they're plant based, aren't they?
1: There's uh, there's something interesting going on uh, at the meat counter. Meat meat uh, counter economics are always very interesting. You either see. Back in 2014, when beef prices went up 25% in a month, uh, you may remember that people were spooked. And when consumers are spooked at the meat counter, they they do tend to look elsewhere. They just walk away. And they'll actually start buying other things, light vegetable proteins. And so that's why we were seeing more and more of these products. And they're becoming more affordable. But the other phenomena that we're seeing also... Uh, specialty meats are becoming more popular. Duck is up twenty two percent bison meat is up a hundred and ninety seven percent now it 's because essentially people can can 't go to the restaurant so they and they go to the meat counter and say, "Well, if I have to pay a lot for beef or chicken or pork, might as well try something i don 't try all that often that 's the, the other thing going on right now is is, uh, is the, uh, this, the rise of specialty meats across the country.
0: Is, uh, the fact that a lot of us are staying home a lot more than we ever did, uh, we're consuming, I guess, more food. You know, everybody's talking about the, the 10 or 15 pounds they've put on, you know, since the, the lockdown the started back in March, yeah. the COVID-15. <laughs> uh, and I guess that's, that's, that's your beef and your, your breads and your other stuff there. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, if, if we're home and the kitchen's, you know, just a couple of feet away, uh, you know, you tend to want to eat more and they, we do eat more. Yeah. So I think that's going to drive prices up too, I would think.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the beauty of COVID is that we're close to the kitchen. We're close to the heart of the, of the house. The, the bad thing is that we're close to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so this is, there's an inevitability to this. Uh, I mentioned supply chain at the beginning of our conversation. Uh, you know, I mean, we talked about you know, climate change and the impact that this is having, and we have to maybe start looking for other sources for our food right now, which, which could have an impact on supply chain, which obviously is going to have an impact on price of product.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, uh, and I and I think that uh, that so far the food industry has performed incredibly well. I mean, uh, we we owe a lot to the food industry. I know we we, we tend to salute uh, grocery clerks and people working in grocery stores, and and we should, and we should recognize their work. But uh, upstream in processing and, and 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 truckers out there and farmers, I mean, they're all doing fantastic work uh, to make make sure that we we're, we're all fed. So yes our report is indicating that we will have to pay more for food but uh... uh... we shouldn't we should never take food for granted uh... and there are ways you can save by the way i mean yes prices are going up but i would i would encourage your listeners to perhaps visit the frozen isles a little bit more often you'd be surprised at the quality and uh, and the level of nutrients you can actually get uh, from some of these products A lot of a lot of processors, a lot of producers are actually snap freezing their harvests and so you actually they do capture that freshness. It's not the same as buying fresh of course, but it's it's almost there. It's incredible and prices are very, very stable.
0: Well, that's something we should all check out, especially this time of year. Uh, Doctor, the the report is is fascinating, and it's it's a must-read, I think, obviously, as we're learning just how this is impacting us on every facet of our lives. It was a pleasure having you on the program today, Doctor. Thanks so much.
1: My pleasure. You take care.
0: Dr. Sylvain Chalabois, of course, from Dalhousie University. That's on online there, by the way, if you want to check that out uh, and get some read as to what's going on. But it's fascinating to see just what's happening. And we've all noticed uh, as you go to the grocery store, which is uh, if you're self-isolating and working from home, uh, a trip to the grocery store is probably one of the few things you do when you go outside these days. And uh, it's it was a little daunting, as you know, in the springtime uh, to see empty shelves. A lot of the time, and it wasn't just toilet paper. There was a lot of other product shortages. And, uh, you know, you talk to some of the clerks in the grocery stores, and they just said, oh, it's just it's not here. The stuff's there. It's just getting it from here to there. And uh, they seem to have overcome that. Uh, but the concern here is, as this will go forward, that uh, this is a problem that's not going to go away anytime soon. And it's it's a growing concern. I mean, you know, we're pretty tight for money these days let's face it uh an awful lot of us are not working as much as we did before because of COVID and because of restrictions you know if you worked in the in the food industry the restaurant industry uh the entertainment industry a number of different things Uh, if you're making any money at all any income at all it's probably less than you made the year before simply because you're not getting the hours right and you're not getting the, the the gigs if you're in the entertainment business so you've got less money to spend and uh, the, the costs don't go away. That that seems to be the problem here. You still have to pay a mortgage or you have to pay rent or whatever it might be. It's uh, winter now. You have to pay the heating bills. Uh, and that goes up. And you've got to eat. And uh, when you get a story like this that says that, you know, the cost of your grocery bill is going to go up considerably, that, as, uh, as Dr. Chalabois said, by about 700 bucks a year on average, uh, that's that's rather daunting. That's probably a cost that you were not anticipating, but it's one that we all have to deal with, and, and therein lies part of the problem. So uh, a good read on that, and and always great to get that uh, analytics uh, from Dalhousie University about what's going to be happening here. And by the way, it's, it's done in conjunction with a number of universities uh, right across the country, and uh, uh, Dr. Sylvain Chalabois is the is the lead on that, and uh, we always try to get him on an annual basis when this report comes out. Uh, meat, vegetables, and bakery are going to be the big cost uh, problems for us in the next twelve months, anyway. And uh, as he said, that forces us to go start looking for alternatives, which can be a rather daunting task in and of itself. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that over the next little while. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.